Any news today, Tito, at all? Bang, <laughs> <laughs> <Dang>, Rosie. <laughs> That's your job. <laughs> this is the Rosie Report. The next round's on Rosie, and we'll read his credit card number here in just a moment. Regular season roundup. Catch it, Rosie. Nicely done, Rosebud. Now, here's Jim Rosenhouse. Tribe with another win on Tuesday night against the White Sox as they continue to keep the heat on the first place Sox. Just two and a half back now in the American League's Central Division with a 6-5 to five win at Progressive Field. Jim Rosenhouse along with you and welcome into another edition of the Rosie Report. A game that was tied at three midway through when Austin Hedges came to the plate in the fourth inning. Cease sets at the belt. Here's his pitch. Swung on, and there's a high fly ball to left. It's deep. Back on it is Vaughn. He's looking up. Home run, Hedges! Onto the porch. And the Indians take the lead. 5-3. Boy, again, another hitter working the count full, and finally Hedges got a pitch that he could handle a slider that was up. And Austin Hedges has hit his third home run on the season to put the Tribe in front. Boy, that home run proved to be key for the Tribe. It was part of a three-run inning. That was the difference when it was all said and done as the White Sox put together a furious rally in the top half of the ninth inning. But the Indians hang on by that final score of 6-5. to five. Afterward, Terry Francona talked about his starting pitcher, Shane Bieber, who went seven strong innings for the win. You, you know what? It's kind of a weird line. I mean, he gave up basically all the runs on one swing. You know, he he, he yanked a fastball to Billy Hamilton over the middle of the plate. And, and I know he walked the guy getting up to that, and there was, a, I think, a flare to center. But, I mean, that was the damage. Um, I thought as he got into the middle innings, what, four, five, and six, I think he had like an eight-pitch inning, maybe a 10-pitch inning and a 12-pitch inning. And we also got a couple big double plays that really, when it looked like his pitch count was pretty high early, kind of got him back into the game. What are you thinking there in that last thought when Karen check is on the mound going against the Bray who, who got him yesterday kind of in that same situation? Yeah, I know, man. I mean, I was telling me and Carl were laughing. It's like, I think I like baseball, but I'm not sure. I mean, it's, it's, it's a little agonizing. Um, that's probably the last guy you want to see up there hitting. Is Jose all right, or was he just uh, – yeah, you put Chang in. Got a little dehydrated, um, so we, we got him out of there, and he, he's, he's fine. What would you think of uh, Hedge? We just did Hedge in postgame, and, and I, we were talking about the count he was in and how he looked bad on the first two sliders. He said he couldn't believe he got another one. What would you think of it? He was funny when he came in. He, I mean, you know what? Anytime – I mean, does such a great job behind the plate, he and Renee both. I mean, because without Roberto – the fact that, you know, they can catch like they do has been so important. But when they contribute like that, too, and Renee with a big double the other day and the comeback, man, we'll take anything we can get. Surprise you, this is the first time this year in the, between these two teams that a team has won back-to-back games against each other. What does that say about how you guys have battled the Sox? I actually didn't know that, but um, I, I think we have a lot of respect for, for them. I also think we play them pretty tough, but – I think there's a healthy respect for how good they can be. So I think that's a good way to go into it when you 
trying to beat them. And as always, thanks to our good buddy Andre Knott from over on the TV side for his questions of Tito. And also after the game, Bieber stopped by and talked about trying to stay a step ahead of the competition, especially a team that he faces quite a bit in the Chicago White Sox. Shane, you faced this White Sox team a couple times this year. Just how do you go about going through a game plan knowing that you've seen them and how have you com- continued to have success versus them? Um, I don't know. Today was kind of like, you know, come out of the gates, pitch to our strengths and see what their adjustment's going to be, what their approach is going to be and how they're going to, um, you know, adjust from the last two starts. I think tonight's start makes it, um, I face them in a in a quarter of my starts, like three out of twelve. Um, and so, yeah, when, when you're facing an individual team um, and a good lineup and a good team like the White Sox, it's interesting to see what kind of adjustments they're going to make. So um, we had to make adjustments on the fly as well. And um, for that, got to give hats off to you know Hedgie, Carl, Ruben, um, Tito, everybody, um, just for doing a great job of communicating in between innings and. Um, even during innings, you know, so um, had a good time out there and it was just nice to uh, settle in after that second inning and, uh, you know, not let it get the best of us and, and uh, continue to move forward. We had a lot of talk about you using the curveball more your last start. How nice is it that you worked on the slider in the offseason and now you kind of have both of them that you can use now? Yeah, it's nice. I mean, that's ideal to, to be able to have both. Um, I think that uh, we'll pay dividends down the road and over the last, you know, four or five starts, I've been, uh, you know, trying my best to uh, get them both working at the same time, um, kind of like my first few starts of the season. And, uh, and yeah, they're, they're getting to the right spot. And um, it's nice to be able to rely on one or the other when something is missing. But uh, ideally, uh, you want everything on, uh, you know, at any given point and Felt like we threw some good cutters and some change-ups and utilized, uh, you know, other pitches as well tonight, uh, as well as the fastball. So, um, all in all, pretty happy with it. Because of COVID, we haven't really got to know Hedgie really well. Um, but he's pretty animated, and he seems like a, a fun guy to be around. Just what's it like throwing to him and, and the excitement the dugout if he hit the home run was pretty ex- pretty cool to watch. Yeah, he, he's an awesome guy. Um no, actually, funny story. You know, we always have like a victory line when guys come back up up to the uh, up to the clubhouse, and uh, that's probably the longest post game interview, uh, <laughs> longest we've had to wait for the last guy to to come up. I don't know if that's your fault, Dre, or his, but uh, no, we were we were messing with him, and um, no, he's a, he's an incredible guy. Obviously, a, uh, an awesome talent um, and a hard worker back there behind the dish, and we're very fortunate to have him uh, as well as Renee, to be honest. And, um, when a guy like Roberto goes down, um, a lot of clubs might, might have to scramble, but we're fortunate to not be in that position and, and to have, um, you know, depth at that position that is, is so, so important um, and paramount. So, um, Hedgy has stepped up big time as well as Renee and um, super, super pumped up for both of them. Shane, you've talked so much all year about your confidence and everyone's confidence in this bullpen. What was it like for you watching that ninth inning and seeing Karen check find a way out of that jam? Um, it was great. Uh, I think I mean, obviously nobody wanted uh, for him to go through that. We're so used to him just going up one, two, three, two or three strikeouts and, and uh, you know, us all high five and 
and starting that victory line a little bit early. But I think, um, you know, he's come up and had so much instant success and he's obviously overpowering in, in every sort of way. So uh, tonight was uh, a test for him and, um, you know, he passed it. He did an awesome job not letting it get to him. And ultimately um, we ended up with the W and I think that's what's most important. I think uh, everybody realizes that including him and, um, you know, down the road, it, I think, uh, you know, these kinds of, of outings can be uh, beneficial. So Bieber now with six wins on the season as he continues to throw the ball extremely well. Speaking of pitching well, Cal Quantrill in Monday's doubleheader game two got the start and pitched extremely well into the fourth inning. And we had a chance to visit with him prior to Tuesday's action. And he talked about those differences between starting and relieving much of a difference? Uh, I don't think so. Um, you know, I feel I feel pretty comfortable in either role. I have quite a few starts um, at the professional level and even at the big league level, so it's not you know a completely different process. In fact, I think you know we kind of mentioned it yesterday, but just trying to keep it more almost reliever oriented, whether you're starting or not. So it felt pretty comfortable. You mentioned that, and, and Carlos Carrasco used to uh, kind of go along the, those same lines of after he had a stint in the bullpen, would, would shorten his warm-up before starts. And, and can that make a difference? And is it hard to do if you know you're starting a game not to have that normal starter's routine? Yeah, I think it's te- like it, it can be tempting to you know want to go through some routine. But uh, if that's not what you've been doing, I, I think it's probably safer just to stick with what, what's been working. Um, for me, I think we're at least I, – I, I didn't get to see a ton of Crasco, but based on what I know, I mean, that guy was exceptional in every role he's had. And, I'm sure he'd tell you the same thing. It's you know you don't get to you don't get to face the second, third batter. You don't get to go to the second inning if you can't get through the first. So um, you know if that means you got to take a reliever mindset and just go inning to inning, then it is what it is. When you look at your season, it seems like your command has has gotten better and better as it's gone along. And what's the difference between now and and say even as far back as spring training when uh, you were first starting out? It looked like you were struggling with your command a bit. Yeah, um, I felt like. This off season, we made some some really positive changes, uh, some things to help help you know me become a, a more dominant pitcher. That being said, it took a little time to get used to some of these changes, and I think uh, maybe the um, the fine touch that I'd grown used to was not quite where it needed to be come the beginning of the season, and I paid for it a little bit with with probably more walks than I'm than I'm comfortable allowing. But um, over the last month here, I feel like we've made you know steady strides towards becoming a, a, a more a command oriented pitcher and. You know, weather's getting better and we're getting further into the season. Some of it, I'm sure, is that. But, you know, some of it's also just uh, locking it back in and making sure you get back to, to what makes me me. And you mentioned changes. And, and is it important to be patient with that, to, to allow it to, to work and settle in and, and give yourself some innings under your belt to, to give that stuff a chance? To a certain extent, yep, for sure. I think you gotta you have to have, uh, you know, patience with yourself and as, as you continue to get better. But at the same time, you know, we got a job to do. You have to be ready for the first game of the season. I think that my spring training just wasn't what it needed to be, um, and that's just that. It's uh, it's part of our sport. You know, you can have all the patience in the world, but come game one of the 162, you have to win. So, uh, it is what it is. Um, you know, feeling better now, and, and just trying to try and maintain that. Cal Quantrill joining us, try pitcher, and you look at uh, the weekend and a lot of innings to fill with back-to-back double headers. Are those situations kind of fun, though, when you're a pitcher and, and you know you're going to be in the middle of that and, and count it on to, to provide some innings, even if it is different from the norm? 
Yeah, I think it's something that at least our bullpen has taken pride in. It's just, you know, being ready in multiple situations in any inning, covering innings, going back to back. We have guys on our team with, you know, well over 400, 500 career appearances, and we've got guys on our team with less than 10. So um, I think everyone's just trying to continue to prove uh, that they belong here. And, and you know, we're not going to shy away from 28 innings in, in, in two days. And I think it was fun. Guys got to pitch in some roles that maybe we weren't used to, but, you know, excelled in anyways in the last couple of days. And it was good. It was good to see everybody get out there. And what's been fun for you about this bullpen, which has had so much success in, in the first two months of the season? I think that, uh, I mean, just in my experience, it's a, a bullpen that really cares about each other. Um, you know, everyone's trying to pick each other up. You know, all bullpens try to, but I think we've done a good job so far this year of, of limiting damage, of making sure you're giving, you know, the next guy up the, the best chance to succeed and, and getting after it and trying to close down games, you know. Um, I think that Cleveland has been known for its starting pitching for a long time, and it's nice when we can, uh, you know, finish off those games that they uh, they give us a good start in. And you also seem to be able to, to hold games close, even if the team is trailing, to give the team a chance to come back. And, and it seems like for certain teams they get on a roll that way where they win some games late. And, and do you feel that with this ball club? Yeah, it speaks to the depth of, of, of the the bullpen. You know, we've got guys who, you know, we've obviously got kind of a three-headed monster at the end there. But, you know, we've got guys who are, are extremely good pitchers, you know, pitching in maybe in, in those tight games that you're talking about where you might be down by one or two and keeping us right there and giving the lineup a chance to uh, to flip the flip the script a little bit. Yeah, so it's been good. Boy, look for Quantrill to continue to be a key for the Indians, and it might be in a different role. He's been out of the pen almost exclusively to start this season, but with some shortages injury-wise and otherwise in that starting rotation, he might get that opportunity in the weeks ahead. Well, that's going to do it for this edition of the Rosie Report. As always, thanks to Bart Swain, Courtberry Tripp, and Austin Contrulis. And thanks to you for listening and downloading. I'm Jim Rosenhouse, and you've been listening to The Rosie Report. This has been The Rosie Report. 